Hi, I'm Matt Curtis, founder of Smart City Policy Group. Our team of former policymakers works on bridging the divide between the innovation economy and government. This chat brings together discussions with local leaders, innovators, and stakeholders while we all try to highlight solutions that work. The world is changing and new ideas are coming to communities every day. Let's highlight the solutions and the best practices and let's hear what works for local leaders. Here now are Smart City Policy Stories. Thanks everyone for joining us. This is another episode of Smart City Policy Stories. Thanks so much for uh, being here today. Uh, it's a uh, kind of talking about the tail end of COVID and hopefully we're gonna be back out and enjoying different corners of the country and different cities here very quickly. People are starting to travel more and more frequently and having great experiences when they do. And one place where you're gonna have a great experience every time is a city that people always enjoy, the city of San Antonio. So joining us from San Antonio is Liz Burt. Liz, Tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what you do. Sure. Uh, Liz Bird with Centro San Antonio. We are a placemaking nonprofit that's dedicated to making downtown more beautiful, welcoming, prosperous, and playful. Uh, we oversee the Public Improvement District, which is 0.83 square miles of that center city. But what we lack in size, we make up for in historical and cultural assets that are unmatched and unrivaled. <laughs> you know, people do. I mean, when they go to San Antonio, they just have a great time. It is, the city is so rich with history and such great food. But on top of that, uh, what you guys have done is connected the downtown area and these different kind of sections of downtown so well. Uh, I think there's different elements of uh, tremendous dynamism down there. And you're clearly thinking uh, about adding new elements all the time, because every time I go down there, there's something new and fun. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the different nature of uh, 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 dynamic projects that you've put in place in, uh, in downtown San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, so downtown San Antonio offers the ultimate retropolitan. And I mean, retropolitan and blending kind of this historic and contemporary landscape, architecture and experience, you know, uh, countless historic and cultural assets, whether it's the largest urban ecosystem in North America, known as the Riverwalk, or the UNESCO World Heritage Sites that include the missions to our south, but also the Alamo, which is, you know, the second most visited place in Texas, but offers, again, such a sense of place that is really unrivaled. Um, you know, it also offers these tenured kind of traditions of being known as a multi-generational maker and artisan space, really offering kind of distinct and puro San Antonio, but also South Texas offerings. You know, it's also very welcoming and beautiful uh, aesthetically. We've extended the river walk uh, to the north to include the Pearl District which was a dilapidated uh, industrial site, uh, a brewery and a, a ditch affectionately called by Kit Goldsbury, who funded this amazing placemaking effort to really turn it into uh, one of the best plazas offered in America. And then on the south side, you have, again, this connection to the missions, which is not only on a street level, but also on the river level. You have this incredible ecosystem of, of all kinds of really great things you can see. I've, I've seen bald eagles nesting. Uh, I've seen all kinds of uh, tropical wild birds from South and Central Texas. So with every kind of connectivity choice, there's a thoughtful environmental and community benefit that, again, connects those hyper locals to these important places, but also allow these really dynamic visitor experiences and almost cultural pilgrimages, if you 
will. So you can go to the missions and you can attend a mariachi mass that you could have attended when it was truly a mission uh, managed by the you know archdiocese and and colonial. So again, lots of opportunities and assets, but ultimately I think it's the hospitality. Uh, you know, we really truly treat and plan and make experiences for all users. That includes visitors, you know, hyper-locals, residents and employees, but also includes our most vulnerable populations uh, because we really believe that downtown and the surrounding greater downtown is for everyone. Um, and we wanna celebrate and welcome every, every person that wants to experience our city through our downtown offerings, um, truly feel a sense of place and purpose. Oh, that's great. You know, what a, that's an incredible, uh, uh, vision statement really. And, you know, <laughs> mission statement, that's just wonderful. Um, so on the experiences, you know, what I think you do that must be so special is there's probably not a week that goes by where I think you're not able to go home and say that little story that I saw today of where something special happened, something magical happened, where you saw some little kid's eyes open up wide or some, you know, couple do something really interesting. Um, you get to do that all the time. I mean, you're seeing all of these neat instances that occur without tipping your hat uh, to, uh, you know, your, your, your favorite project or anything like that, or if maybe you could, but tell us a little bit about maybe something that you've seen that really stuck with you. Yeah. Um, you know, this, uh, this pandemic has been interesting, right. In the absence of people, uh, and users, we've really been able to double down on some of our public art efforts. So we have a four story, four story indigenous mural by an artist named Rudy Herrera, uh, raised in San Antonio, um, and, and offering this four story story that's on a historic crest building, uh, which I think is a really important uh, moment in time for San Antonio, because one of the things that um, is both an opportunity and a challenge is all of these historical and cultural assets and how we can uh, modernize them without really taking away from their inherent outstanding value. So whether it's projection, whether it's art, whether it's activation, we really are trying to kind of bring these spaces that have narratives and stories that are, are pre-existent and really kind of balance this again, uh, new niche nuances and FOMO experience opportunities with this really important narrative and story that could be indigenous, that could be really the founding of our city that sometimes even hyper-locals forget or, or uh, pass over, but by reinvigorating spaces that already have this kind of emotional attachment or tradition, um, it really provides for some rich engagement. Um, another kind of opportunity that, that Centro always likes to really uh, have fun with is we really have a playful uh, mission value, making downtown San Antonio the most playful uh, city in America. That's kind of the, the goal of our CEO, um, Matt Brown, whose background includes inventing toys. Uh, so we really have, have tried to embrace that. And one of the ways that I was really um, uh, motivated and inspired was we brought snow um, last year, snow flurries. And I don't mean the, the Texas snowstorm. This was before that, right? But bringing in kind of these experiences that may happen rarely or not are always frequent in San Antonio and South Texas, we really were able to create these kind of nostalgic images that were safe and fun, but had transactional benefit in providing foot traffic and this curiosity of finding these snow places so that way they can enjoy them, but also experience the, again, tenured multi-generational businesses and small uh, economies that are existent in, 
uh, sometimes siloed block to blocks, right? Um, so that was another kind of victory for ours in that we could kind of control the narrative and really provide some exciting content but also provide, you know, joy-fueled free hope. Uh, whether you attended the snow or not, people were viewing it, people were commenting, and it made them feel uh, positive and hopeful in a time that was really quite traumatic for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it occurred to me that the last several times I've been in San Antonio, I've also noticed it is certainly a very innovative downtown. I think you guys have embraced these new technologies in a way that, not every downtown area has done as, as successfully. Uh, do you see that, uh, you know, having a role in the greater cycle of people, you know, having this great experience whenever they're traveling into the downtown area? Absolutely. You know, I, I think San Antonio does not get enough credit for the innovation, uh, whether it's, again, what I mentioned in finding uh, solutions for historical and cultural assets, but also this burgeoning tech district that's been created in downtown. You know, makers and artisans are the original, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs. And by really focusing and expanding what that entrepreneurship and creative class uh, can be uh, focused on, um, I think is important, specifically with military and, and technological. Uh, on Houston Street specifically, the, the heart and soul of our downtown, you can find Code Up, which is teaching uh, people how to code and really enter that job course. You also have this incredible advocacy group called Tech Block, which rallies behind all kinds of issues, not just related to the tech industry. It could be related to transportation and multimodal options. They were very instrumental in bringing in scooters, uh, which was important. That that bike and scooter class really uh, wanted to see that in their downtown and were able to rally really, you know, a, a group of people to vocalize this to city and county and municipal planning agencies, um, but also the military. You know, we're a military city, and while we don't have a base downtown, a lot of the military, when they're transitioning out of active service, are choosing to make San Antonio their home, mostly because it's affordable, it's dynamic, but also because we really have supported how to how to bring them into local economies and how to inspire new economies with this incredible human capital that we have available to us uh, in all parts of our city. So it's really, I think, uh, a dynamic time for, for San Antonio and, and really that military and technological uh, economies that, again, can transfer over into culinary, into other small business and hyper-local economies that post-pandemic are going to be really critical in diversifying how people are employed, where they're seeking uh, uh, fulfillment in their contributions to their city, but again, contributing to the health and wealth of the city of San Antonio as a whole. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Uh there was something you said in there that occurred to me that you must have an opportunity doing what you do to work so closely with the transit authority, because, you know, obviously you've got to sew together the, the people for people, for the, the potential for people to extend their walk, to be able to get around the downtown area or get to a parking uh, venue more easily or to some activity that they might be traveling to. Does the relationship with transit authorities give you an opportunity to activate transit hubs, transit stops, transit centers? 
Absolutely. Connectivity, I think, is going to be a, a critical issue for all cities in America, if I'm being quite frank. You know, we have a baby boomer generation that's transitioning into retirement and connectivity to both social and medical um, uh, uses and needs. They're going to be really important. But on top of that, you know, it's hot. So we're looking at shade. We're looking at amenities that help support that connectivity and travel, whether you're in a car, on a bike, on foot. And the Riverwalk extensions really were a great example of that, but we're certainly not done there. On the west side and southwest side, um, you can really see some incredible additional ecosystems developing, and you will be able to connect from Woodlawn Lake to the missions. I mean, that that linear park alone, uh, you know, people could ride their bike to regional centers. And, and I really feel confident that San Antonio is going to be that example that offers all multimodal options while also providing those important amenities, which are heat, right, and shade um, and really thoughtful ways, but also in rallying those communities. You know, a lot of the downtown adjacent communities have low socioeconomic disinvestment. Um, They're um, not civically engaged as much, but they offer this human capital potential um, and unrivaled kind of arts and creative cultures that we, we would want to connect to them. We want them to be part of that greater downtown network, but we're also speaking to other regional centers, again, to ensure that downtown is speaking to the medical area. Downtown is speaking to Port San Antonio and Brooks, which is another great ecosystem development. So while downtown needs to be that center um, for connectivity, it does need to also be a diligent partner in connecting to these other places that are important to all users and that, again, uh, resonate with hyper-locals um, and especially that baby boomer generation that, again, we're, we're going to see them really making an impact and that connectivity is going to be so important by 2040 that we got to start now in order to really balance and make sure that um, we do it well. Yeah, right. And, you know, the neatest thing about all this for me is that when you're speaking about this, you, you, you mentioned a couple of things that we we often see in other cities. The one thing about the, fo- the FOMO of hyperlocals, I mean, you, Rudy Herrera does a four-story mural. Locals want to get down there and see that. I mean, that's a neat thing to go see. And then there's a, this thing that occurs where people are walking around downtown. Now they've gone to see an activity, an activation of some sort or, or, or some neat art installation. They're walking around downtown. Ultimately, they're spending money. Yeah, so yeah. your taxpayers have got to see this incredible benefit from this just vibrant you know, scene that you've created in downtown. And you must get to see that every single day. Do, do people understand what you've done for the local economy? I, I think so. But, you know, I, I think what what doesn't always get highlighted that is really special to us is, you know, we have 100 men and women who wake up every day and are dedicated to making sure that um, those mission values are accomplished, that beautiful, that welcoming, that playful and that prosperous. And those are our central ambassadors. Um, what is an unknown kind of narrative is that is a workforce development program with Haven for Hope, our local homeless shelter. So not only are uh, we contributing and making sure that downtown is safe for everyone, we're really reacclimating um, some vulnerable populations uh, by putting them back to work. And they have this 
inherent love and joy of making sure that that experience is protected. So whether it's disinfecting, uh, whether it's dealing with kind of the non-glamorous stuff, whether it be fecal matter or bird abatement, you know, you have this team of people that are ensuring that all stakeholders are welcoming, uh, welcomed, excuse me. And that to me is the greatest triumph in really making sure that individual experiences and encounters are, are met and balanced and, and addressed. But Again, we have this mighty street team of, of thoughtful innovators and placemakers that are, are wearing our brand and representing uh, Centro as well as our city in ways that that our work, um, while the art is great, really makes a difference every day. Um, I do see hyper-locals falling back in love with downtown, which is really encouraging. You know, we always want to inspire all users, but I think San Antonio for a long time was very dependent on visitors, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We benefit from the hotel occupancy tax, and it goes towards a lot of those kind of larger efforts. But make no mistake, you know, downtown is for everyone, but I think this pandemic and this moment of reflection and pause has allowed us to really ensure that hyper-locals are engaged and that they have experiences for them year-round. They know how to get here. They know what's available to them. And really clustering these experiences with not just a one-off of coming down at Christmas to see the lights when you have family in town, but inspiring them to come down, you know, weekly and ensure that they're staying uh, in touch and on the pulse of all these kind of very great urban experiences that, uh, again, they don't want to miss out on. They they see it on Instagram and they want to be part of it. So that kind of an, a nostalgia and intoxication of, you know, their relationship with downtown is really important and critical. And it's a joy to serve all those users, but most especially those hyper-locals. Yeah, that's so neat. That's just so neat. Uh, so it is a special place. Can you tell us, is there one little corner of, of downtown San Antonio or one little, 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 little place where you just think, gosh, this is just a little magical spot for me? Can you? Well, I'm going to be kind of lazy because I can, I can look out and see Houston Street right now, historic Houston Street, which I mentioned. Um, we led uh, an Activate Houston Street initiative um, that was really important because it, it really is the, the, the pulse and the lifeblood and the corridor of our downtown. Uh, it was rivaled to Fifth Avenue uh, in terms of shopping and, and the square footage retail value of properties back in the 1930s. But due to kind of sprawl and uh, vehicles uh, coming uh, more into our lives, it really uh, wasn't seen as this important connector. Uh, but since then, we've seen this um, influx of kind of infill development. We're seeing a lot of new uh, retail and, and really this creative entrepreneurial spirit that the tech district and other kind of uh, economic development partners, but we now have these co-working spaces. We're seeing a lot more foot traffic that people aren't just going to the Alamo, they're meandering down Houston Street and able to really experience some of the culture that, again, sometimes people go to the Riverwalk and the Alamo and they miss out on the street level opportunity and narratives and stories. So Houston Street is probably um, the most near and dear place to my heart, mostly because I use it every day and it's outside of our office, but it also plays an important role in a lot of um, important community uh, conversations, whether they be social justice. Uh, you know, Houston Street is where we celebrate our victories. We mourn our losses. We have important conversations. And I think for that reason, it, it holds such an important place in my heart. 
That's great. You know, I mean, I think that uh, you find that in any little city, if you get to know any city, uh, if you get to know uh, 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 the city well, you find that little corner, that little spot, or or that that special experience that you you always love. For you at the at the uh, beginning of all this, the, you mentioned something that would have always stuck with me: seeing uh, bald eagles. I mean, how mm-hmm. incredible to see bald eagles in the middle of an urban center like that. San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the United States. Is that correct? Yep. Amazing. Well, we encourage people to visit and uh, invest in San Antonio and spend some real time there. It's a great city. Lisbeth, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully we'll see you at the Downtown Alliance sometime soon, and hopefully we'll see you in San Antonio soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate this time and opportunity.